Hello guys and welcome back to another episode of my podcast, Tween Queen. I'm your host and today in honour of World Book Day we are going to be talking all about books. So this year World Book Day is on Thursday the 4th of March 2021 and my whole family personally thinks that they should have moved it back to when World Book Day, to when students go back to school like after all the day that students go back to school because this year is my last ever year celebrating my book day because I've heard in secondary school they don't really do the whole dressing up thing. So um, it's not really going to be celebrated as much because I'm not really sure how I'm going to do that at home because I'm just here in my tracksuits and hoodies every day. But, you know, we could change it up a bit. However, before I start talking any longer, we need to get into the current new segment for this week so let's get into that so this week i've got two stories to bring nothing particularly exciting has happened this week but there's always news and i managed to find some things quite exciting for you guys to hear the first news story is that the scientist behind one of the uk's main vaccines has told news round that a spray or pill version could be developed to help children get vaccinated i feel like if i was to get vaccinated i would definitely prefer a spray or a pill instead of the actual vaccine because i am a bit flinchy so i feel like that sort of thing would just help it help kit help kids because some kids definitely flinch a lot of needles compared to adults which is perfect which makes perfect sense so Professor Sarah Gilbert said, we'll look at using a nasal spray. We'll also look at giving the vaccine by a pill that you just swallow, said in response to questions from the Newsround viewers concerned about kids who are scared of needles getting vaccinated. And that's what I actually think is a good idea too. However, Professor Gilbert warned it's going to take some time, so it's not going to happen for probably a couple of years yet, which I don't really think is good because I feel like if they want to, I feel like they should just, go for the quickest version because I don't think COVID will be around in a couple of years it probably still be but not like as intense so I feel like if they're going to get a vaccine for kids they should go for the quickest option so even though this does sound good I don't think it's actually going to be good in the long term because if it's going to take two years and I don't think it's worth it and then the next news story is that Marcus Rashford and Greta Thunberg have been given a gold blue Peter badge so Blue Peter is a CBBC show and the show uses a nautical title and a theme which is kind of relating to like the sea and like boats and that sort of stuff. It's content which follows like a magazine entertainment format which means there's like different segments, almost like a podcast but you actually get to see what they're doing, different challenges, different things they invite people on. Currently it's hosted, it's hosted by Richie Driss, Wakam and Mudenda, Lindsay Russell and Adam Beals. The show has a garden in both London and Southwood known as the Blue Peter Garden, which is used for summer and outdoor activities and that sort of thing. However, the Blue Peter badge is an award for Blue Peter viewers given by the BBC Children's Television Programme for these appearing on the show or in recognition of achievement. They're awarded to children aged 6 to 15 or to adults who have been guests on the programme. Approximately 22,000 are distributed a year, which is really, really great. Marcus Rashford and Greta Thunberg have actually got these badges as of recently and they have both been given a gold blue peter badge which is the rarest of all blue peter badges with only a small number being awarded each year to people who have accomplished amazing things we all know what marcus rashford did this year with his 
um, with his persuading the government to provide children with food during, like, not even during school times, during the summer holidays as well. And that came after the program received hundreds of letters from kids who said they've been inspired by the way he's making a difference to young people's lives through his campaigning for free school meals during the holiday as well. And then Greta Thunberg is being given her badge for her dedication to raising awareness about climate change and the way she has inspired a generation to make a positive change for the planet. I definitely think this was a good choice for them. I think out of lots of people who could have got the badge, these people were definitely very, very good candidates to get it. And I'm super happy they've got the gold blue pizza badge because it just shows how you can still make a difference, even if you're... 100 like captains are told more so it's really really cool i really like that those are your news stories for this week so now that we finish with the current news i think i am going to start this episode off with a bit of a background into how i actually got into reading because i started reading when i was three years old which is pretty young now that i think of it because a lot of my friends started being like four or five years old um so yeah there are quite a lot of scenarios where i just remember reading one thing that was really like one reason why i read a lot like one thing that was kind of implanted in me i guess is that every single night before bed my parents would read to me um and now i read to them before bed but because um like there's not really that much time anymore and I just need to kind of start going to bed start going upstairs a bit earlier but yeah I started reading um before bed like when I was little and that's probably where it all started with me getting into reading uh and then yeah so I was reading my parents would read to me before bed and then when I was old enough to read to them I would read to them um now we kind of just sit and read by ourselves because nobody in my family really likes being read to like my mom doesn't like it my dad doesn't like it and I don't really like being read to so um yeah and another reason why I probably like started getting into reading I guess is what my granddad actually plays a massive part in this so he used to get his walking stick and he used to we used to have this like massive mat with all the letters on it and it was kind of like a puzzle like you put them together and my granddad used to point onto the letters and I used to crawl to this by the way I didn't actually remember doing this but I've been told so it happened uh but yeah I used to crawl to the letters when my granddad was like point and he'll go on his point to the letter with his walking stick and it, then he'd say a and then I'll crawl to it and that was probably kind of also implanting something in me as these letters actually have meaning like they're not just random symbols that mean nothing um and another thing about how I think I started to pick up with reading is because I have had such a good memory ever since I was a baby I guess I didn't even know but when my parents were reading to me I guess I would have like there would have been like say they were reading the word to like to go or something like that and every time they say to those letters I would recognize that it was to the letters to and o like I would see those words to see those letters together and I would notice what they're saying and then my brain would sort of pick it up and realize right so to and o these two symbols if you put them together they mean two and I have had such a good memory like my parents would sometimes like ask me to remember something and I don't even I forget about it but then when they tell me what did I say I'll be like one two five seven and it just comes back to me it's so so weird and I remember things exactly it's crazy uh I don't really know why that is but I guess it's just a part of me those are kind of like a few scenarios where I kind of remember 
getting into reading and understanding reading. Um, but the Biz Chip and Kipper books really, really helped. I don't know if that are just a UK thing, but if they are, then the Biz Chip and Kipper books are kind of three brothers, three siblings called Biff, Chip and Kipper. And all of them are have like a series, like there are a bunch of books all about these characters, Biff, Chip and Kipper. And I just used to read these. These are really good when you're like learning how to read because they kind of underline the certain words or like activities to do at the back. Those are really good. And then also Colin's Big Cat books. Those are really good because I remember at my school, we used to have this like banding thing. So each person would be assigned like a school book band. And I was like, there were red, yellow. Those are like the really like easy books to read. But then I was kind of, I think in year two, I was on copper and that was like a year four level or something. And year two was when I was six. And then I remember my school was like, you can't be this, you can't be past this certain stage at this age. For example, there's this, the highest book level is Pearl. And I was at Pearl, like I was at Pearl level when I was like eight years old, but you're not supposed to, you're basically not supposed to, in quotation marks, be at that level until you're like, in year five or year six or something so I was so then they didn't put me on that level because I wasn't supposed to be at it and by that point I was like can you just let me read what I want like I can't really be reading all these books which are either one boring or two too easy for me to read like I want something that's challenging and fun to read anyways um so those are kind of like how I got into reading reading has definitely just been a part of me like right now I'm staring at my bookshelf and a few months ago around Christmas time we got these shelves installed and I had already accumulated tons of books and my shelf was basically full so if I get any more books there's going to be a bit of a problem but now I'm kind of going to move into maybe like the classic books because there's like this whole thing about like classic books that there are um so yeah I'll just move into that now So now I'm going to be talking a bit about classic books and you know this isn't really something I actually talk about that often like I don't really think about them that often but right now I'm actually looking at a list of classic books and I realized that I haven't really read that many like I know the names but I haven't read that many of them I literally haven't read any of the Shakespeare's I only know kind of know the story of Romeo and Juliet and then I know the story of Macbeth because I do this like drama, like drama acting, dance, singing thing. And one of our things that we did was Macbeth and I was Lady Macbeth. So that's how I kind of know that story. But with the whole Shakespeare thing, I'm just kind of waiting for secondary school to actually learn about all that stuff because I just never really learned about it, which is quite, quite sad, actually. But a bunch of classic books. I know my mom t- tells me that The Great Gatsby is really, really good. Um, I've never read Pride and Prejudice, never read To Kill a Mockingbird, never read Jane, Jane Eyre. Is it Jane Eyre or Jane Eyre? I've read Little Woman, and the thing about that book is it moves quite slowly. Like, the storyline, it isn't like a fast-paced book, like Harry Potter, where there's things happening in every chapter. In that book, there'll be, like, a whole chapter where they're just doing one thing. Um, That's what I don't really like about it. But apart from that, I think it is quite a really good book. Like, it's written quite well. But I I was about to, like, quit. One thing about, like, classic books is 
before if I didn't like a book I could just go I don't like this book I don't really want to read it anymore but then I feel like um I've spent all this time like I spent all this time reading it I can't just quit now um so yeah Little Woman was one of those books where I was on the verge of like stop reading it completely but then my mum said well, if you do this, then how are you going to cope in secondary school? Well, they'll literally say you have to read this book and there's no other way about it. Um, so I like with classic books, I find them a bit like I prefer kind of like the modern books where it's like things I can relate to, where they reference things that I understand, like maybe TikTok or YouTube or even like funny cats, which is like with the whole YouTube thing where people are just watching funny cats. I never really understood that, to be honest. And then all the, like the Dracula, Frankenstein, those sort of books I never read. I've actually got Anne Frank, but I haven't really read it because I do, I did find it a bit hard to understand. I bet now I'll find it quite a bit easier, but I haven't like read it. Um, Actually, like, the actual diary, Uh, that's a bit of a shame. But yeah, classic books, my opinion on them is I think that they are well they're classic for a reason all of them are probably have amazing storylines it's just that I haven't really read that many of them so yeah I just need to read more classic books and then I'll be like a bit a bit of a better reader you know because they're like the classic classic books where most people have read and then there are the ones where I've read that are like classics but I guess the books that I have read will be classic in centuries but at the moment, they're just books, you know, like all of these books were released, like some of them were released like hundreds of years, like 200 years ago. Some of them released 100 years ago. Um, a lot of them were released in the 1800s, actually, which is actually quite surprising now. But yeah, that's kind of like my opinion. I not, I don't really have like a strong, strong opinion on classic books, but I do think there are a lot of them, which is just like a you must read. But a lot of them I haven't read anyways. So now I'm going to be talking about a bunch of genres, like which ones I like and which ones I don't really like. And if you kind of have forgotten or don't really know what a genre is, here is a short definition. So genres are basically like a style or category of like a music or movie. But in this case, it's going to be a book, like like styles of books. So I definitely like adventure books. I find them really, really interesting. And most of the time, they're written from a really, really good author. So the author will know how to describe things in a certain way that's just so, like, it makes you literally hang on the edge of your seat. But then I also really, really like mystery books. Trigger warning, especially murder mysteries, because I kind of... I think I just like finding out who actually did it. Um, yeah, I've stopped talking about that now. Uh, so I like those sort of books I just talked about. Uh, I like, hmm, I don't really like sci-fi that much, like science fiction, because it's okay. It's like, it's okay. It isn't the best for me. But then my mum used to be really interested in horror books, and I just can't imagine myself reading a horror book. I think I would generally be scared for life, but you know, everyone has their own opinions, right? And then something that I really like is fantasy. I do, um, I'm a massive fan of the Harry Potter series. I will be talking a bit more about that later on in the episode. But fantasy for me is a bit like you kind of, like it's not real, so you're not worried for them or anything because you know half of the stuff in there isn't real at all. But then at the same time, it's like, 
because it isn't real there's anything that could happen of course all fiction books aren't real but like fantasy is like a whole level of unrealism if that's a word uh but then i like re i also like reading play scripts because i quite like acting them out in my head um because it's really interesting how a whole story can be narrated through like the form of a play which i really really admire from the play for playwriters but then i also like detective like kind of books like the where you have to figure out who actually did the thing uh i also quite like reading poems too but it depends i really like amanda gorman's poem um she was the person who uh recited the inaugural poem and it's called the hill we climb i really 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 like that let me kind of um find some like examples of what she actually wrote in that poem because it is a really good poem and i think a lot of people should like read it because it's really interesting like how she perceives how we like how how america was when donald trump was the president and how biden will hopefully turn things around so uh she actually released a book about the hill we climb and she released a book called the hill we climb i'm not sure if it's just a poem in a book i don't know but here are some of the, ly the lyrics the lines so it goes when day comes we ask ourselves where can we find light in this never-ending shade and what she basically means by that is like where can we find happiness in this sadness that we're living in kind of and then uh, the loss we carry a sea we must wade we braved the belly of the beast we've learned that quiet isn't always peace and i really really like that we've learned that that quiet isn't always peace as in we've learned that just because people don't speak about something doesn't mean people are actually peaceful they just don't want to speak about said topic and then and the norms and notions of what just is isn't always justice like what just is isn't always what is right like for example racism like america was in a bad place when it came to racism hopefully biden will bring them out of that i guess in america it was like almost normal which isn't right at all and that wasn't justice because black people were being discriminated against um but then there are so many so like you should read the whole poem just such the hill we climb and then it will come up with the guardians uh version of the poem and it's really really interesting where she like how she tells the story of how america will hopefully be better with biden um so that and then she also says so let us leave behind a country better than the one we were left with every breath from my bronze pounded chest we will raise this wounded world into a wondrous one we will rise from the golden hills of the west we will rise from the windswept northeast where our forefathers first realized revolution we will rise from the lake rim cities of the midwestern states and then there's more we will write it. And then she says, in every known nook of our nation, in every corner called our country, our people diverse and beautiful will emerge, battered and beautiful. When day comes, we step out of the shade, aflame and unafraid. The new dawn bl blooms as we free it. There is always light. If only we're brave enough to see it. If only we're brave enough to be it. So I really, really like the poem. I think it's one of my favorite poems ever, to be honest. Like when I heard it, I was like, wow, this girl is so, so brave at such a young age. Like speaking in front of all those former presidents, I think um, like tons of people were there. Like Barack Obama was there, Michelle Obama was there. 
obviously Joe Biden was there. Um, Bill Clinton was there. So many people that were past presidents were there, and it was so interesting that she could just speak in front of all of them and not feel any like speak in front of all of them, and she wasn't like like she wasn't scared or anything like it was I bet she was scared but you couldn't see it in her face which is awesome and that's something that is really good when reciting a poem for some reason I've ended up talking about American presidents but that's the nature of just talking you ended up drifting into things that you never would have thought about otherwise but that's kind of like my favorite genres there are quite a lot that I like but then stuff that I don't really like is I quite like biographies autobiographies are a bit like autobiographies are the things that I read when I'm researching for a science or a history lesson but then biographies are what I read when it's like I'm actually interested in the person and how they perceive their life to have been because there's so many things you don't realize like when you're reading a biography there'll be a bunch of things where it's just like wow you never knew that about the person because they've hid it all their lives but then you can just find out so much about people when reading a biography I think the only thing which I don't really like which I haven't actually tried out reading because I'm just scared to do it is horror but those are a bunch of genres which I just have an opinion on that I like and that I don't like um so yeah So next category which is kind of like favorite books and least favorite books that I've ever read and I'm going to start this off with the Harry Potter series. I absolutely love, love this series. I think it's a really, really good series. And I think J.K. Rowling was, like, it's so crazy how just putting your, like, writing some notes on a piece of paper can gain you billions, as in writing, like, a little plan for a story and then going ahead with it could gain you tons of money. J.K. Rowling, I think she's like a millionaire millionaire now. Before she was really, really, like, when she was writing the book, she was really, really, she was in a bad place, let's put it that way. But that book kind of made her gain fame and not, well, the Harry Potter, the first Harry Potter book. And a lot of people like, what's your favourite Harry Potter book? I think I'll have to say my favourite is number six, which is Harry Potter and the Half-Blood Prince. Um, I can't exactly remember what happened in this book because I read these books like I finished reading the series like two or three years ago, probably around three years ago. And I actually started the series when I was five or when I was six in year two, which is super young now that I think about it. But the series, I guess, like half blood Prince, I don't really remember because I, as I said, I read it like quite a few years ago. Uh, but I'll just go and find out now because you know. I am recording this in my bedroom, and my bookshelf is right over there, so why not? Yeah, so The Half-Blood Prince is trigger warning again about a bunch of Death Eaters. Um, I know, sounds very graphic. Um, but, yeah, that's basically what it's about, like a bunch of those sort of people that I talked about, to they were just coming and invading. But that's kind of like, I really like the Harry Potter series. Although, when I was in the middle of reading Half-Blood Prince, a book that I just told you about, I realized 
well, I didn't realize my friend, my friend who was about two years older than me at the time actually told me who died, like one of the major characters who had died. And I was like, why would you tell me that? I'm in the middle of this book. She was like, are you reading this book? I was like, yes, because I was like, why would you ever? I didn't think somebody would do that to me because she knew that I was reading the book. She knew that I was, she was like a fan of it. She was one of the people that like got me, not got me into it. But when I started reading the books, like she was always like, one of the people who was like, oh, now you're reading it. We can talk about like the books because she was also as into it as I was. And then she just goes and tells me like one of the major characters who had died. And I was like, why would you do that? Obviously, I'm not going to tell you guys because I'm not a spoiler alert person. I'm, as in, I'm not a spoiler, like a person who spoils things because I don't, I just think that's wrong. Like in any situation, I think it's terribly wrong to spoil things for people. But yeah, I really, really like the Harry Potter series because I think it's just a really great series and I think it's really nice. But then moving like along with the whole series thing, at the moment I'm reading the Chronicles of Narnia series that my dad's friend got me. Uh, so thank you for that. It's a really good series. I'm in book seven, uh, which is the last of the series. And it's a really, really good series. I was actually like, like, I was just really um happy to read it because I know it's, one of those classic books so I thought I may as well I well, well I did want to read it but I didn't have the books and then I got it for my birthday so also th so thank you again yeah so the Chronicles of Narnia series that because that series is really really good if you're kind of like looking for series to read that one is super super good I recommend that one um other books that I like I quite like David Williams was david williams's books so i guess a lot of people listening to this may know him as a comedian but i mainly know him as an author because i didn't really know who he was before britain's got talent uh some of his books include the beasts of buckingham palace he has another one called um he has one called Ratburger. he has another one that is called mr stink he's got a bunch of books that are really really good so i recommend you go to him if you like transitioning to like chapter books that you're starting to read I don't know but he's a really really good author and then I've also got David Baddiel who's also really really good at like um writing books another comedian turned author his books are awesome there's one called the person controller which is about this controller that you can get and it controls people and then um there's one called uh the parent agency where this kid uh wants a new parent so then he gets transported to this place where he can choose his parents um and there are a bunch of other books that i really really like of his too so david williams and david Baddiel are probably two of my favorite authors um at the moment i've got the hate you give but i haven't read it yet but because my mom thinks it's a bit like adult like grown up at the moment but if you like maybe like a teenager i recommend that because from what i've seen it seems like a really really good book uh and then there's the series that is the it's like a murder mystery series and it is called what is it called again it is called murder most unladylike so the series itself is called murder most unladylike and it's a really really good book it's about two kind of children detectives they're like teenagers they're both best friends and there's in every single book there's like a different murder uh and you're very graphic i'm sorry about that but I have, I've only read like three of the books, um, so I'm probably going to read them again before I ask for more. 
of the series and then uh, with non-fiction books I like reading books about inspirational people like compilations I've got one about inspirational black people and then I've got one about inspirational women um, and I haven't read them yet I bought them both for Christmas uh, and they I'm really excited to read those because I I'm planning on reading quite a lot of books after I finish the Narnia series because it is quite a long series to read because even though the books aren't that short even though the books aren't that long it's quite a lot to take in so you have to kind of read it over a longer time period but after I finish reading the Narnia series I'm super excited to read all these other books that I got for Christmas okay so now I'm going to move into like another little topic of like authors that and people that I used to read that I don't read so much anymore so yeah, hopefully you've been enjoying this episode so far. I did try to make it quite topical, but yeah, hopefully you're enjoying it so far. So there are a bunch of authors that I used to read and that I don't read so much anymore. I remember when I was like four, five, not even four, when I was like six, five, six, seven, I was like, I that I showed an interest, like a liking towards if you remember like the fairy books I'll I think it was like the rainbow fairy books and then my mom later told me that they weren't actually written like by an author they were literally written in like a like a, like a group of people wrote them like they weren't an actual like like each book had the same formula there was a fairy there were two kids they were trying to find the fairy and there was like summer the winter no there was like april the summer fairy or lulu the chocolate fairy and and now thinking about that I was like why did I ever like that stuff but when I was like little I used to like things that I can't even imagine showing any sort of interest towards now such as um kind of like those fairy books like I told you about and then there was the whole Peppa Pig books when I was like really young and I used to watch Peppa Pig so then I used to watch the I used to read the little Peppa Pig books where it's like Peppa had a character and I remember I think my godmother got me a book where I was in the Peppa Pig story and like my name was in it which I really really appreciated I really really liked that um but then a major person who I don't really read as much now is Jacqueline Wilson and let me tell you why. So her first book was Tracy Beacon that was written in 1991 and that was the book that I quite liked but the reason why that I don't really read her that much is her books are so tragic. So let me give you some examples. One and I know if you're an adult listening to this and you may not exactly know what book she reads, what book she um has one of the books is called the suitcase kid and it's a girl called she there's a girl called andy Uh, her parents are divorcing and she has to switch between houses and she doesn't like one of them and she doesn't like any of them and she feels out misplaced and then there's one called dustbin baby oh and i am going to put a trigger warning here just because i know some of these topics will kind of be a bit triggering to some people so there's like a so trigger warning here um i'll put in a a thing in the description to tell you when to skip forward to and then there was one called the dustbin baby and a girl was abandoned by her mother in a dustbin when she was a few minutes old and then there's one called vicky angel where her best friend a girl's best friend vicky got like she died and then her the ain't her and then they found the angel or something 
one called Lily alone. Someone's mum is in a bad place and she leaves three kids at home and Lily has to look after all of them. Uh, like there are so many books and a lot of them are, there are so many books and um, a lot of them are very, very sad. And that's mainly the main reason why I've kind of, of where I've kind of drifted away from her now because a lot of the books are so so sad and I don't really think it's good to be putting all of this sad stories all this sad stuff into my brain because I just think it isn't good it isn't positive and another reason why I kind of have lost a bit of respect for Jacqueline Wilson is because so a few months ago I wrote a letter to her and this letter was basically stating that I as a black child I couldn't really see myself in her books because literally all of her books are about like well most of them are about white children there's actually one that I'm looking now it's called the runaway girls and this is actually has actually got a black character in it if I'm correct yeah, so this book has a black character in it, and I have a feeling, I because I wrote a letter to her basically saying a lot of her books don't have black characters in it, and that's really annoying for me, because I don't really see myself portrayed in many of her books, as a lot of them don't, most of them don't have any black characters in it, hardly any black main characters. I'm actually looking at a few of her books now, and I can actually see that she's included a black main character. So that may be because of my impact in her thinking, that may not be, but it was annoying at the time that she it kind of felt like she just ignored it. She didn't like show any interest because I sent it through some sort of Jacqueline Wilson like fan club. It's like the official Jacqueline Wilson fan club. Like she knows that it's a fan club. Like she basically is part of her website. So I sent it in and I made it on the laptop that I use. I sent it in and it got sent we heard nothing she didn't reply she didn't do anything and that's kind of where I was like well do I really want to be reading this person if they can't even be bothered to actually look at my letters that a fan has sent and I know she probably gets tons of those a day but that one was quite important to me as it was one of the first letters I sent to any sort of celebrity and she didn't take any notice it seems um, but she could have because her newest book has got a black character in it. But those are like some of the authors where I kind of not read them anymore and that sort of thing. Um, but now I'm going to be moving into the last category, which is World Book Day costumes, as this is all about World Book Day and I haven't really talked about World Book Day that much. So in my first ever world book day i think i was supergirl because she was in some sort of comic because she is a superhero and superheroes mainly are in comics um so that was the first ever world book day costume that i did and that was pretty easy and i don't really remember but then i think it was two years after i was harry potter because that was the year when i had actually read harry potter in year two when i was six so i dressed up as harry potter and my friend dressed up as Harry Potter too. So we were both like, we're not Harry Potter, we're Harriet Potter because we're both girls. Um, that was pretty funny. And then I also, and then in year three, I was Tracy Beaker. So the year after when I was seven, I was Tracy Beaker uh, because I kind of was reading her that year. Uh, so I just decided to be Tracy Beaker because I thought that it would... I thought that it was just 
easy because I like costumes where you don't necessarily have to go out of your way because I don't really have a dress up wardrobe as I am 10 years old I don't really do that anymore I don't really have like a dress up wardrobe so it's, it's easier for me when I get to just wear whatever I want and I can still be a costume uh so yeah I was straight to beacon all I had to wear was like a jumper and some denim and a denim skirt which was pretty nice in year four when I was eight years old we on uh, my school did this weird thing where they said that we who are in taking lines we were all eight years old we had to dress up as we were doing the three little pigs for world book day and I was seriously like come on I had to be a pig basically and what I mean by this is they literally told us to come, like, dressed up as characters from the Three Little Pigs. So, and we were, like, all eight years old, and, like, it wasn't really the sort of thing that we were doing. Like, we were going back to fairy tales when we were, like, nearly going to be, like, leaving the school in two years. Like, it didn't really make sense. And what I mean by, like, they were telling us to do um the Three Little Pigs was as in all our activities would be about Three Little Pigs. I think they made us, like, do a play for the Three Little Pigs. And my school has never been a school for, like, that sort of thing. Like, it's not – it wasn't very organized. Um, But, yeah, going back to my costume, I was thinking, well, if I have to be a pig, I might as well wear my pink tracksuit because that's the color of, of a pig, and I didn't really want to come dressed up in a pig head. And if I was the wolf, I could come in a black tracksuit. Uh, so, yeah. But in either year three, in either year four or year five, when I was eight or nine, I was Michelle Obama. And that was probably my favorite costume of all time. I loved being Michelle Obama, as she is one of my role models. She is one of the people that I generally look up to, because I think she is very, very inspirational. So I got to straighten my hair, but that's kind of like a funny story, where basically what happened is I kind of I um so I went swimming that day because every Thursday I went swimming so I went swimming that day and it was quite funny because I had straightened my hair obviously so I had my swimming cap on and I thought my hair isn't going to get like wet because I really wanted it to be straightened for when I went home because it was my first ever time being straightened like it was my first ever time with my hair being straightened so I was super 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 like happy with my straightened hair I wanted it to be straightened when I, by the time I got home so I wore my shower cap not my shower cap my swimming hat and I thought that it was kind of like it wouldn't it wouldn't have the water on it so it wouldn't be um wet but then when I came out of the swimming place when I came out of the swimming pool, my hair was so wet and my hair was just there, untouched, unbrushed. And because I have afro hair, my hair literally looked crazy. It was all shrunken up. As I said, it was untouched. It wasn't brushed. It was literally, it didn't look pleasing. And I just came out, took my swimming swimming cap off and my hair was just there, not straightened. And I was like, I thought it was going to be straightened. Like, the shower cap literally didn't protect my hair in the slightest. And it was quite funny, to be honest, because I was like, okay. Uh, but that was pretty cool. I liked having my hair kind of straightened for that. And I really, really, really liked um, being Michelle Obama because I think she is somebody that I look up to a lot. So, 
yeah, that was kind of all my World Book Day costumes this year. I don't know what I'm going to dress up. I don't even know what I'm going to do. But that's basically been my World Book Day costumes. And now we've got to get to it. Now we've got to get into the three fun facts for this episode. So I thought that as today's episode is all about books and yeah, just books in general, I thought I would kind of base my facts around books. So the first one is that there are over 129 million books in existence. And according to Google, 129,864,880 million books have been published as of 2010. That number is obviously a lot higher now because this is 2021. So when you say, I can't find a good book. Well, just remember, there are tons of books in the world. So with a few minutes of searching, you'll probably find some. Next one is that there is a word for loving the smell of old books. I'm one of those people that actually kind of don't really like the smell of old books or new books because I don't really like it. When I first switched between picture books, which have that kind of silky, shiny paper, to chapter books, which have like normal paper, my hands were just not adjusting. I was feeling so weird every time I like touch the paper and I don't think many people know this so yeah fun fact about me but there is a word for loving the smell of old books and that is called bibliosmia bibliosmia it sounds like a disney spell like bibbidi bobbidi bobbidi boo it sounds like some sort of harry potter spell too uh that's probably the word that you've been searching for your whole life because it's really interesting I know a lot of people who like the smell of old books and books in general um and the last fact is that authors' names didn't used to be printed on the covers of their books. So now when you read a book and you look on the cover, you'd be like, oh, I know who made it now. But before, books were considered artworks. So they were covered in drawings, leather, even gold. So there wasn't any space for the author's name considering it was an, an artwork then, which is so interesting because now it's just like, the author's name plastered in the front of it but we never actually think about like how it was before because I see a lot of books where they don't actually have the author's name and I'm like this is weird I need to see the author's name but now I know why because before it wasn't like that anyway I've had so much fun at recording this episode thank you so much for listening hope you really 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 enjoyed and learned some good facts about books and like what I like also some good recommendations too hopefully really enjoy your world book day doesn't matter whether at home try and do some reading if you don't normally and yeah that's it for me from today remember you're a queen i'm a queen and this is a tween queen podcast thank you so much for listening bye and see you in another episode